Meanwhile, inside the dreams of Christian Frost and Bobby Drake. Ooh, wow. Christian, I've always wanted to make love to you on a floating iceberg. Oh, this is so hot. Christian, do you feel it? Ooh, oh, your fingers are just so, ooh, ooh. Christian, stop, t- just don't, actually, just don't talk. Your voice is annoying. But yes, now I'm gonna, let's take off our clothes and and now I am, oh my God, I'm in my first grade class naked. What? <laughs> Somnus, Somnus, you said you were gonna help us have a fun, sexy dream together. I'm sorry, do you not like the first grade thing? No, no, I don't want Mrs. Winchell staring at me naked with my boyfriend. Can you please okay, make this I'll... a little sexier? Yeah, I'll change it. How about you're wearing just socks and a wolf is chasing you around a kitchen table, but somebody just whacks the floors ah! and so you're slipping. No, 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 this is te- this is also terrible. I okay. Once, like... How about you and Christian are the leads of the school play and you're about to get real hot and heavy on your first kiss and then, oh no, you forgot your lines. Oh my God, I don't know. I've never even done a school play before. Wait a minute, stop it, stop it. Somnus, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you fucking with us? Okay, what about you and Christian are making out and you go to give him a blowjob, but okay, then all of your teeth start falling out and Christian's like, yay! And you're like, oh no! Actually, I would have Shut the fuck up, Christian, okay? No, no, I don't want any of this. I just, just, can you just put us in a goddamn bedroom? No, fuck it. We're just gonna have sex for real. Wake us up. Can you please wake us up? Fine. If you don't think I'm doing a good job, I'll just go give Rain Sinclair another dream that she ate her paw again. <laughs> that actually sounds funny. Have fun. Do you guys like me? No. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 211. Yeah. Of Comic Book Queers Legacy, CBQ Legacy. I am Evil Jeff, and I'm here with my host, other co-host, Brett. Hi. How's it going? Um, I can't wait. We need to do something special when we get to episode 227. Okay. Oh. oh. There's no place like home. Like home. Man. When your family around you, you're never alone. Oh, yeah. Where Regina King got her start. Oh my God, Regina King. She's going through it these days, huh? What a that tragedy. That is so sad. That is so, so sad. sad. Her son died. It's so, what, what, uh, it's like the, all the most wonderful things are going on for her. And then, and then it's just, and then that. my heart breaks for her. I don't want to talk about that. What a way Let's to start the about, show. Okay. How, do you have Let's any talk hot about topics? other things. I don't. We oh, didn't okay. talk about any hot topics because I don't think there are any. All right. Well, how about we say, what are we not going to pick? There's no Ooh. hot topics today. Wah, wah, okay. wah. <laughs> but I do think the biggest hot topic is um, a comic book that literally has the most leading title ever of what it's really about. What's that? Um, something in the X Deaths of Wolverine. Yeah. What a surprise this book is. Why don't we cue our X-Men music? Hit it. I want your X. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was not into the the, ex-lives of Wolverine. I'm like, boring. Right. We talked about it. Weren't feeling it. Omega Red. Mm -mm. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it looks like maybe I've seen pictures of like 
a female, you know, young X-23 Wolverine, Dakin, maybe they'll be in the Deaths Wolverine. Maybe that'll be more interesting. Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. What this is, is a Moira what? book? Huh? How is the ex-deaths of Wolverine a story about Moira McTaggart? I'm not what? complaining. I just was not expecting it's, this. Who? Huh? Where? What? I Why? mean, <laughs> again, not complaining. Very happy. But huh? Page one? I'm Moira McTaggart and I'm on the run? What? It, we're just picking up right where Inferno left off in the X deaths of Wolverine. What? I thought we were like not going to see this forever of like, oh, now she's just that's another story and we'll tell it a year later. Nope. Right. What? Now. Right now. Right now. What does this, also, uh, the whole time? I'm like, this has nothing to do with Wolverine. I also feel that I'm sorry right now. The idea that we, I still don't fully understand what Moira wanted. Does Moira planning an ultimate, was her ultimate plan to cure all the mutants and make them human? No more mutants. She was planning to, but then my thing is, let's create a whole island and give them all this power. How does that lead to no more mutants? That's the one thing I still am just not. Right. She just hadn't gotten there yet. But, I, like, again, disconnect feels like a pivot because they wanted to go in a d- direction that Hickman wasn't planning for. Yeah, In some so, ways it worked, but in some ways, huh? Because I feel like they're now setting her up to be, like, a new Orcus bad guy in a way. Sure. But I also am just, like, I would just say if I was on the Quiet Council, I don't know. I would also be really pissed at... I would be like, yeah, Xavier, this is fucked up what you did. Also, Mystique and Destiny, you can't just go along and then you had your own plan where you were going to burn all of Krakoa down. How about um, all of you were off the council? I don't know. I, I'm very... I don't, I, yeah. I this got very out of hand. see how, how immortal X-Men handle this. Because right now, I because Mystique is already like, oh no, I'm going to fucking kill this fucking bitch. This book is so, so it opens with Moira on the run. The moment Inferno ends, she is, she's got her new warlock arm. She is jumping through a portal. The portal takes her back to Scotland. Very funny, Dougie and Krakoa. She's immediately on the run from Mystique. And she goes, and then all of a sudden she has cancer. What, what is happening? Yeah. She starts coughing up blood. She goes to see Jane Foster, which I'm like, what is happening? Jane Foster's like, you have cancer. Trust, honey. I know cancer. It's beatable. Don't worry. Also, why Jane Foster? This is also very out of the Right. I'm like, Mystique huh? is one of the nurses. She's posing as one of the nurses. She tries to kill Moira. Jane Foster turns into Valkyrie and is like fighting mystique i'm like what are these classic super heroics with the hero valkyrie and the villain mystique what what is happening yeah i I, and then she didn't know she was valkyrie right nobody knows jane foster's valkyrie right was it public knowledge or is it secret that she's valkyrie i think it's secret i thought it was secret so but then that means i don't think moira has like been pretending to be dead all this time so she would No, because know. Jane Foster is like referencing things in Moira's life. She's like, how are Chuck and Eric? She's like, oh, things are bad. Like, 
so do, do you, you know? think this whole time while she's in the no place, she's like, hey, Jane, don't tell anyone I'm really alive. Let's hey, Jane, you. you're my only friend. What is this? I didn't even know they knew each other, let alone were besties. And then Jane's just like, oh, I had the cancer thing too. Don't worry about it. But it is weird of like, here's my thing. Did... I guess it's interesting. I guess you, I guess it's like depending how much is cancer genetic versus, um, like caught, caught because she didn't get cancer in any of her other lives. Right there, you go. What gave her the cancer? So I find that very interesting. I also am just I don't know. I'm I still will say. I feel making her just fully human again really lowers the stakes. I will just say I like the idea of her working for Orcus and wanting to cure mutants, but having her thing being like, if you slit my throat, everything starts over. So shut the fuck up. Like yeah, I, it was always... I want I kind of and I'm I'm kind of feeling like you she her quest, I want her quest to be about I think I need a safe a backup plan and my backup plan is I need to be, have the ability to get my mutant powers back in case things go wrong I can start over. I think it'll go there. Mystique did have the line, "Wow, you really threw away that whole mutant thing pretty quick, huh? Like no yeah. turning back. You're human now, right?" That made it feel like Moira looking to reclaim her mutancy is still a thing. But I do like that she cut her hair, dyed it blonde. And I like, love the new do. Oh my God, she looks so badass. She's, like, she's got yeah, her a robot that. arm, her T.O. arm. She's got a badass haircut and an attitude to match. Exactly. I love um, it. And then, but then this book has something to do with Wolverine, I guess. Yeah, because a techno-organic Wolverine pops up out of a Krakoan tumor out of nowhere. And has he has that specific Wolverine shown up before? I don't think so. And I'm just curious of like some people are saying, could this be a Wolverine from one of her other lives? Oh, fun. It feels like a Wolverine from sort of some sort of future. Yeah. So I'm wondering like the Wolverine, like we don't know what happened. Like, I'm curious of like what happens like after the one that like came and stabbed her when she was uh, in the apocalypse life. Yeah. 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 The one that was in the. um... Oh, the Wolverine that stabbed her in the apocalypse life. I went to the far future where she was being held by the machine people, the phalanx worshipers. Oh yeah. Cause the phalanx was coming over. So that would make more sense if the phalanx came that that Wolverine could have, I don't know. It's very, so I, I guess for me, very confusing. For, it's confusing, but also it's ripe Not, with possibilities and mystery. Yeah. I don't mean confusing. It's just like, wow, this got really vague, really quick. Interesting that it does connect to X lives of Wolverine because Gene and Chuck are seen hovering over Wolverine and that's Wolverine's who, whose mind is going through all the past stuff. Which I still feel was not explained enough. I'm still like, why? This is I more t- deep and mysterious, this whole thing, than I thought it was. And so I think we'll get to the whys. And also, and then where did this, was he always part of Krakoa? Because it looked like, where did he, like, did they, they showed him he was already, like, in Krakoa when it looks like he killed uh, Black Tom. Right? Uh, he popped out of Krakoa, the yeah, techno so organic Wolverine. We don't know yet how he got there. No, but Black Tom was like something's not wrong. Something's not right with Krakoa. I can like it. I can taste it in the drink. Something yeah. isn't right. Which I thought was pretty cool. 
All I know is that Moira looks like Boom Boom now, and I'm here for it. Um, yes. Although I will say this dude, he's never been my favorite artist. Oh, I've never seen this dude before. Who is this? You think it's Humberto Ramos. It's Ramos. It's not. Oh, it's not? Oh, come on. No. It looks just like him. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh, it it's someone is just copying him. Frederico not. Valentini. I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. Exaggerated. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just very intrigued and very interested. I really needed more. I was shocked. I opened I page like one. That's really going to tie in of like, what is everyone's intentions? I need to know what's, everybody's yeah. intentions. What's the grounding? What's the direction? Like, yeah. Yeah. Where is yeah. the heart of this thing going? That will be in Immortal X-Men. Coming soon to a comic shop near you. When do all, because right now it does, it feels like other than X-Men, it feels like it's all just a bunch of like, weird other comics and not an actual like these new titles they're like we're waiting for the reset like filler reset? transitional yeah I, I think with the launch of immortal is that in march or or after this maybe x lives and x deaths of wolverine is kind of our bridge book and then you know? immortal x-men will follow it Ooh, I hope. yeah yeah this is the connective tissue didn't it seem like jane foster knew moira was a mutant yeah, that's, that's my big I question. Feel like, I feel like she's like, "How's your mutant powers?" And then she didn't say that, but I feel like Moira was just really bored in her no place, and then she decided to like go to Paris, and there was Jane Foster on vacation, and she's like, "Oh my god, Jane!" She's like, "Aren't you dead?" And she's like, "All right, let's have a let's have a drink, bitch. I will have to kill you if you tell anyone." She's like, "I won't tell anyone." She's like, "Well, by the way, I'm a mutant, and like, let's just keep it between us." And then she's like, "Don't oh, kill I'm me, Valkyrie." And she's like, "Oh my god, well, I had cancer and I got over it." And she's like, "Oh my god, that's so cool." Well, I'm a mutant now. I just like they Jane Foster. Yeah, right. Because Jane Foster's like, "Hi, Moira. How are you, bestie?" Like, no, like, aren't bitch? Aren't you dead? Oh wait, I've heard of you. <laughs> Moira McTaggart, the famous doctor. Aren't you dead? No, it's like, hey, Bastie, yeah. what's <laughs> what's happening? I know, it's also, anyway. They have never been in a comic together before. Right. Moira's like, how's Thor? <laughs> like, what? But anyway, I'm, I'm interested. I'm. It's keeping me interested. It is. Who knew X deaths was like, we, evil Jeff, don't lose faith in this whole thing. We got you. How about we uh, stalking about um, resets and weird and a weird book of like, let's make this an annual. A Marauder's Weird. Annual. Yeah. A Marauder's also Annual, like number one. Field. Like, huh? Okay. Yeah. I guess it's been a year. I don't know. Um, because here they are, these good old Marauders. No, it's been, it's on issue like 27. It's been two years. I don't think there's been any. Has there been any other annuals? Marvel is just like, do an annual, but we haven't done one before. Do it anyway. Who cares? Whatever. Um, so right now it looks like we're the last issue of the Marauders. Um, Emma kind of sold off Hellfire kind of is like, Kitty, you're taking everything over. And Kitty like is like basically like everything. A lot of people were like, oh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And it was like, oh, we're starting fresh. And it looks like this book is her getting the new team together. And Bishop. And Bishop is there, of course. 
Um, but it starts off, it's with Dakin as part of X Factor, finds a bunch of Morlock bones. In Connecticut. And, and then like sends off like a psychic like blast of like for them to like a residual for them. A memory flare. A memory flare. And then I'm just going to say, who wrote this? Steve Orlando. Steve Orlando. Do we know Steve Orlando? He's a gay creator. He created Somnus. He created Somnus. Okay. Okay. This is not written well. (laughs) And I am sorry, Steve Orlando. I'm very sorry, Steve Orlando. But I felt... I don't know. I just felt all of the characters were talking very quippy. Everything felt very surface. It's very clunky. It also felt like he didn't really know the characters that well. Like Psylocke was saying weird things. I just was like, these don't feel like how the characters would talk to me. I don't know. And and I also don't really like the artwork. Um, So it was a lot of that was like taking me out of it. So I felt I was reading this as like a primer of like, well, I need to read this so I know why this team is here. A primer is a good word. Yeah. I was not enjoying reading this. Yeah, I agree. There's some fun moments in it, but overall I thought the dialogue was was clunky at best. Like I had to go back and read certain lines again because I wasn't following what they were saying. Things like that. But Fun moments, just like, though. Here, I'm just going to read something really quick. Here's Psylocke and sure. Gary's interaction. Great. Um, you, it's like, you don't, you don't think I don't know you're there? My thoughts must really be screaming. That, and you drag your feet when you're not walking on air. You've been hiding down there like some outcast. Why? And I'm saying that because these things are like put in bold. I did terrible things to get my daughter back and lost her anyway. What else would you call me? What is, is this like bold and the beautiful? Like I just, right. That thing of like, you drag your feet when you're walking on air. It was like, he Googled, oh, Kitty Pride has walks on air. I don't know. It just felt, everything felt a little clunky to me. And it's like, couple that with what Reed Richards said to Kitty in Devil's Reign X-Men, like, wow. No one ever gets this far. She's like, "Well, I am a ninja that can walk through walls." So no one. So like, but, but Kitty, I am a ninja. But Kitty now doesn't I am have clunky my, steps. I'm gonna, I'm gonna right. clunky lesbian stomp towards Psylocke. Oh. She's not looking. That's the, the thing. Fuck? Now that she's a lesbian, she's she's got a heavy foot. <laughs> but speaking of lesbians, tempo. Love tempo. Fast forwarding through a lesbian breakup. Was she gay before? She had a line like a while ago about like, I think she was like dying or injured or something. And she was like, she was like, Etheridge album. She was like, tell Maria, tell Maria. And then never finished her sentence. Maria being feral. Was that recently? I mean, it was like years ago. I don't know when. Oh. So it's following up on that. All right. But that's the weird. So now we have, it looks like Tempest. Psylocke, because Wolverine's dead, they need to get him. And that's the other tempo. thing. Is, tempo. Tempo, tempo, sorry. Tempest is the five. Ava tempo, Bell. Psylocke, and then they're like, oh, we also need to get um, Aurora. So now here's Aurora with her light powers, um, which I thought they only could do light powers when she was holding Northstar's hand. 
I, I don't know. But then why is she called Aurora? I think she can do light powers. He can't. She can? I always thought I it was when they know. held hands. I'm like, what did she do to the guy? I guess she lit just, up his like, head. She just why did she say speed of light? Speed of light. Is that how she said it? Yeah, speed of light. Where I think he thinks that's Dazzler. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I think he thinks it's Dazzler. Um. So now we have Aurora, and then meanwhile we have what we saw in the beginning of our little our little thing that we were showing. Christian and Iceman are having a dream where Somnus is giving them a dream in a hot tub where they all seem naked. No, he does have a speedo on. I'm looking at it behind the, but they, they cover up his bulge. What is this? Like, what? Why? What? He's giving them a nice moment together where they dance at a fun party and step on Christian's father's face. What don't you get? What the fuck? And then they're like, sorry. I'm like, why not just hang out in the hot tub? But it's like, oh, hey, you lived, a, you kind of lived a whole relationship life with Dakin. So can you come along to help us find Dakin? Sure. But also, are we all still aware that he has the most useless power ever made? We are. And also, why does he look at Iceman and Christian and say, enjoy the moment, you two. You've earned it. Who the fuck is you? How do you know what they've earned? What? Yeah, what the fuck? They haven't earned about? shit. What have they done? What have they also, earned? They haven't earned it. Christian Frost is lying to Iceman. Right. And Iceman has trauma issues to deal with that he needs therapy. They're a boring couple. They haven't earned anything. Somnus, what are you doing? He's touching their dicks in the hot tub is what he's doing. He's like, yes, go to sleep. And then he's like sticking his fingers up their butts. Exactly. And here's the thing is, have you ever been to a gay party where there was a hot tub? A few times. Yes. It is a fucking circle jerk. It's a circle jerk. Everyone's I fucking got in and was like, ball. oh, let me get in. And suddenly three Everyone's hands were trying to jerk me dicks. off. And I'm just like, yes. I can't even tell. The bubbles are hiding everything. And everyone's just making faces. I mean, I didn't get out. I stayed in that damn hot tub. But uh, yeah, he was doing something dirty. All right. Right now. Remember when Cypher first started, everyone talked about how useless his powers were. When iBoy first started, everyone felt like, oh, he's a bunch of eyes, how useless his powers were. Yes. Those, they have become now super powerful people. How, right now, if you had to make, if you were writing this and you had to make Somnus usable in a fight or make his powers more usable, how would you do it? I would say Psylocke put them all to sleep. And then I would trap them in dreams. That would but, that would change their mind permanently. Like, if you're a racist, I'm going to give you a dream that a bunch of people from different ethnicities saved your mother's life. I think, I honestly think, but then he still needs to rely on somebody else. I think that he should be a combination of um, Lady Mastermind and uh, um, Freddy Krueger, Danny Moonstar. Sure. Where he can make people lucid dream. He can control them and make them lucid oh, dream that'd be in fun. the middle of a battle. So they I'm could sure be awake could and then suddenly all they see is the dream. And he can control what the dream there is they're seeing. The only problem is, is only they can see it. No one else can see it. But, but right, uh, right. Somnus can see it. I think that they need to do something like that to make him usable in a battle. 
And I'm sure right they will. Right now, he's like, I can't help now, but wait till they all go home and fall asleep. Now I'll get them. Then I'll like, really show them. <laughs> yeah, so they do have a battle. So, all right, we'll get to the villain. So the villain in this book is Brimstone Love, who I guess was, I never read X-Men 2099 because I didn't care for the 2099 books. But I guess he's the villain from X-Men 2099. Then what is he doing there? Well, I mean, it's, hey, we're not that far off. It's 2022. Like 77 years. It's like four days. I don't know what he's doing here. Okay. Then there's Carver, the Morlock. The Who is this leather daddy? What is he wearing? The harness on this man. I mean, that's the one thing I'll give it is, uh, Mr. Orlando, you made this. This is a fucking gay ass comic. Oh, this is gay as hell. This is, gay. This is oh, so yeah. gay. Million dollar moms are million dollar moms. A million mom march are ready to fucking destroy it. Oh, for sure. And then it's like, oh, let's just torture Dakin for a bit. I, I didn't like that. <clears throat> Too tortury. Yeah. Um, and then the, the Marauders, you know, then they fight Carver and Brimstone Love. Somnus, he's pointing, he's yelling. I'm not sure what else. And what was it again? Why is he like, we hate Krakoa? Why do they hate Krakoa? Yeah, this was a little loose. So Brimstone Love and this group of people, they they um they were integrationists. At, at least that's the flimsy excuse they're using. So they're mad that they Krakoa felt left behind by the yes, the isolationist that's right, stance. Betraying Xavier. Betraying Xavier's, Xavier's dream Xavier of peaceful coexistence. He played himself. Anyway, I don't I just don't know. There's just so many aspects of this book where I'm like, I just don't know. But here's the thing. Gay as hell. I'll read it till I'm dead. I mean, honestly, right now in the people flying in to save the day, this new team, Aurora is has multiple personalities disorder. So one of those personalities could be a lesbian. Psylocke had sex with Lady Phantom X. What was her name? Cluster. Uh-huh. Kitty is now bi. Somnus is gay. Tempo is gay. Bishop is the only one that has not dabbled in same-sex attraction. But he's an ally. Of. But oh, that, this is a you, gay-ass team. It's a gay-ass team. I mean, the last team was a gay-ass team. Yes. But goddamn. So I do appreciate that. But right now... And I will tell you this. Know what the why? I, there, there's something. The worst artist that ever came out of the world was um, when Alan Davis left Excalibur in the '90s. This guy named Bob Wozniak, I think his name was, took over. Okay. And it was like the ugliest artwork I had ever seen in my life. And this is better than that, but it's rem- he draws a few things that reminds me of that. And I'm oh, yeah, yeah, today I am not. And I think it's also I mean, we will get to like, but that's the thing when you then read X-Men, which is like fucking fucking drawn, like uh, fucking put it in a goddamn museum. I can't look at these other comics and be like, well, these are garbage. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. Well, what a segue. Let's talk about X-Men number seven. X-Men number seven. It's still thinking, oh, now we'll get the answers. Not really. Well, we kind of do. 
this person who is controlling the the person who's controlling the animals who then goes and kills the person who kills Dr. Stasis? That's Dr. Stasis? Yeah. Wait, who is that? He's the is villain he? that's been in the book the whole time? Wait. That's the It's oh, not for, the Mars guy. It's the other it's the other Orcus person. Oh, for some reason I forgot about him. <laughs> hmm. And I felt like that he, but has his mask been taken off yet? I don't think so. I do feel disconnected from Dr. Stasis. When he was on page one, I was like, okay, I know I've seen this name before. I know he's been in this book, but I do, I did feel the need to go back through the book and just reconnect with Dr. Stasis. I think that's what I didn't do. But I also feel like since we didn't see him, I feel like there's a reveal. I feel like he is somebody. Oh, okay. That's fun. And I'm questioning, like, whether he is um, someone working for the Quiet Council. No. Or is he a double? I mean, that's the thing. You, he, I guess, he is working for Orcus. But yeah. um, I don't know. I, I find that very. Uh, I, I, I found Cyclops's death to be very creepy. It was very creepy because I thought it was going to be this big public death. But instead, his actual death was like him pretending to be an ambulance worker and then just like. Yeah, very like private and fucked up. Fucking uh, I do love they do reveal Cyclops's death after learning last episode that Cyclops is dead and he has to take on a different persona in Captain Krakoa. So they can't know because he, he publicly. But here's the thing. I thought it was going to be a very public death because that's the reason Cyclops cannot be resurrected. It cannot come back because everyone saw him die. Nobody saw him die. Like you said, it was in an alley. Yeah. So what the fuck? And I think that's why they were like, actually, well, I think it was covered on the news, but then it looks like, but you could have just, if no one saw him, it could have been like, oh, well now he's better. He didn't die. He was just injured. Which I felt was a miss in this. I thought he it would have been something where there was a huge crowd gather around and then he died. That's what I thought. Were rolling. So I, that was a no, little bit of a... just the baby. Thing. Just the baby he saved. I did love that Cyclops died saving a baby. Yes. And so I found... And also those weird animal things. I'm not interested in them. This Dr. Stasis where I kept looking... Where I guess for me it was like... The fact that he's like hiding his face. I was like, wait, you're really somebody else. Who are you? Like yeah. you're hiding something. But maybe. Not, but the thing that was most interesting for me, I this book was kind of like meh. The thing I found interesting was how Cyclops is now kind of becoming distrustful of Emma Frost because he's like asking yes. around like that's Honey, the part did that you stresses me out. Who changed the minds of the reporter? Where now he doesn't realize that there is a resurrection, and you just kind of see Emma Frost like do 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 do. Watch it not be Emma. Oh, I would love that. Um, but here, for me, the most interesting thing is the adding of a new Omega-level mutant. Yes, Mr. Sink. And this makes... I'm, I'd am i be curious of how Hope feels about this. Yeah, because it's kind of... This is now the second power duplicator. Same, same thing, yeah. Because the thing is, is they also the thing that they said is it looks like the key... Of the reason that this is happening is, A, he's lived like 500 years, and B, the resurrection actually made him stronger. The resurrection. So here's a thing. Like, if you resurrect any mutant enough times, do they eventually become Omega? 
And I think, and I'm telling you, I really, really want to make my Omega Level book. Because in my book that would just deal with the people assessing Omega Level mutants, they would be like, we need someone to volunteer as tribute. And here's what's going to happen. We are going to murder you. Over, over and, and over, over and over. And keep on resurrecting you and see what happens. And we we specifically are going to choose a mutant who has dumb powers. Like Wolfsbane. Somnus. Somnus. Coming Wolfsbane's like, but I can turn into five wolves. That's not enough. <laughs> we want you turning into 25 wolves. Omega. But it looks like now he's Omega level. And I do find it strange how Rogue... I love how there's like two power stealers on one team. Yeah, I love that. Um, but the one thing that's interesting is Rogue is able to retain some powers permanently and Sync can't, but it looked like he was able to just take Gene's telepathy from space. Well, I think, yeah. So I thought it was either he retained Gene's powers because he synced up with her so many or times he or he reached anywhere. out to her. Yeah, I but think that means they established that he can sink from anywhere. Sink from anywhere. That means technically, once he does it, he, once he sinks with someone a certain amount of times, he can access their powers at any time. Which makes me wonder, where is Ink? Ew! Who cares? Remember how it was established that he wasn't a mutant, but then was put on X gold. His tattoo artist was. Yes, so I'm hoping that he's just pretend, we're pretending he doesn't exist. Why would you put ink on a team? Ugh, Mark Guggenheim, stop. X-Men Blue and Gold, one of the what worst. garbage. I can't believe we suffered through that. We Ugh. still read it. I know. But we were suffering through X-Men Blue for a while. Remember it was all symbiote stuff? Ooh. With James Howell. Like, what, what was the kid's name? Ew. Yeah, Jimmy Howley. Jimmy remember, Howley. remember the teen original five X Men. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway, X Men. The whole thing is stressful. Yeah, this is post Hickman. We have the post Hickman blues. We're excited. We're we're optimistic, but we're also skeptical and nervous and anxious. That captures my state. Perfectly. <laughs> Let's talk about other comics. All right. Cue the music. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get ahead. I read one other comic. Um, I read a few, and I think I know the comic that you read. And I would like to do a little segment in a little bit, a sub-segment called... I can't believe you're not fucking reading this book. And I think we can talk about the book you read because I didn't read it. And I think I know what it is. But I, too, have a book that I want you to read that I know you're not reading. And you're going to freak out when I tell you about it. But before we do that, I just want to mention Devil's Reign number three happened. Give me the... Is there any, like, big reveal? I'll give you the gist. So remember when... To me, like, my favorite thing was... Remember when everyone was like, Luke Cage, you should run for mayor. And Tony Stark was like, like, oh, I thought I was going to. And Tony was was mad. Right. And I was like, okay, that's fucked up. Like, I know Tony's an egomaniac, but even he has to see 
that it it should be Luke and not him. And he's not going to like have a heel turn because he wants to be mayor, right? The answer is right, because that's not Tony Stark. Who is it? It's the chameleon in an Iron Man suit that Dr. Octopus planted. No idea where the real Tony is, but the Tony who's been in this book has been the chameleon the whole time because Octavius was going to get him as Tony to run for mayor. So that was a cute reveal. Yeah, that's fine. I like that. That was fun. That was fun because Iron Man was acting really weird in this battle. And I was like, what are they doing with Tony? And then all of a sudden it was the chameleon. I was like, yay. Um, So the rest of it, uh, I mean, not a lot happened. Truth be told. All right. Yeah. It's just moving along. Um, Big developments. Um, Oh, Fisk's men take out Foggy Nelson. Like they beat him half to death. Because he's representing all the heroes in like this right. whole legality, illegality of superpowers. And does that make um, uh, Daredevil all angsty? And Daredevil, yeah, he hasn't found out yet. But Daredevil's been, he's been acting pretty angsty anyway. Um, it's the Avengers or the heroes fight Octavius's superior four. So like the Hulk Octavius and the Wolverine Octavius. It's mostly just one big battle. Oh, the purple children are in it a lot. And they know that Fisk is probably coming for them. So they're on the run. But they're really cool. I like them. Are the purple people immune to other purple powers? Because <laughs> he has like the purple I cane. Think, right? I think the purple children can affect the purple man. But can the purple finger... He has that finger in a, that cane. Yeah. Can that work on the purple children, do you think? I don't think so. I keep because they, they seem very like clear headed. Like, what do you got to drink? Sunny D, purple stuff. And they're like Sunny D, that purple stuff. I don't know. The purple stuff is what's it's it's what's controlling everyone in New York right now. So don't drink the purple stuff. Yeah. Oh, one fun thing is the heroes realize because She Hulk all of a sudden is like, well maybe Fisk isn't so wrong, and they're like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And Jessica's like, okay, that's it. I thought I felt it. And they're like, what? She's like, he's using the purple man's powers to control everyone. They're like, how do you know? She's like, I can just feel it. I know what it feels like. I can feel it. It's been this tinge in the back of my neck. I can just feel it. And everyone's like, oh, that makes sense. That's why everyone's voting for him. Right. Or are you an evil bitch, Jessica Jones, that we should kill? <laughs> and she's like, oh, crap. <laughs> ah, they shit. Got to them. Shouldn't open my mouth. Yeah. So I just liked that, that Jessica was the one who kind of figured it all out because she just knew that feeling. Um, so that was fun. And Death of Doctor Strange 5 happened. Doctor Strange comes back to life at the end. Surprise. But then dies again. And now Clea is the new Sorcerer Supreme. Who? Clea. Oh. Which makes me think she's going to be in the next movie. Okay. Is that the end? Yeah, that was the end. It ends with oh. Clea being Sorcerer Supreme and Doctor so Strange stays just dead? disappearing. He stays dead? Huh. How about that shit? What's her name? Cloya? Clea, C-L-E-A, his girl. You've seen her a million times. She's like the assistant, right? Uh, why? Because she's a woman? 
Well, she's the one. Like, I'm more thinking. No, like, she always she, was. Like, yeah, she always was like his kind of student. What with like the glasses? Kinda, she's in Doctor Strange again. No, 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 no. That's Velma. Clay is like classic Marvel. White hair. She's always been like his lady. I need to look. I'm, I need to Clea. find an image of her. You know what? You can keep saying the name. It's not going to make me. <laughs> no, Clay. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, I just had to look at a picture. Oh, okay, I got it, got it, got it. Her. She with the purple and the gloves and the white yes, hair. Yes, yes. Oh, cool. I haven't seen yeah, her in forever. Yeah. That's who everyone thought. Um, uh, girl from Buffy was on WandaVision. Um, girl from Buffy? Uh, oh, Anya? Uh, Anya, Anya, Anya. That's who everyone thought Anya was going to be on WandaVision. They were like, she's Clea, she's Clea. Mm-hmm. Cool. She wasn't Clea. She was nobody. I read another book that's probably the one of the biggest books coming out this year. So is this the I can't believe you're not reading this book segment? Yeah. Let cut to... Okay. Um, well, hold on. Well, well, I'll cut to it when I when I'm going to say what book I'm reading, and then you're going to have a response, and then I will say the title of the. Okay. So I read the new saga has come back out. Yay! I don't read saga. How the fuck are you not reading this? And welcome to our segment. How the fuck are you not reading this book? All right. What the fuck, Brad? I forgot. I forgot. I just never. I never. I read book one, and then I never read book two. <laughs> Can you fucking read it? I don't, would you shut the fuck up? I don't want the listeners, of, I don't want both listeners of this show to know that I don't read Saga. I will lose all street cred. Well, it's very easy. The easy thing to do is to just read it. <laughs> oh, I will. I think I own it because you know what? The only comic book my husband has read all the way through is Saga. Oh my God. Fuck. Well, fucking get Jeff. It will be the Jeff and Jeff show and we'll fucking talk about it. Do you and understand that that would be a lot better than this show? Do you understand that during the whole pandemic, I think I've had all of Saga like in my apartment and I know <laughs> I never read it like 2020. I never read Here's it. Here's the deal. I'm telling you right now, if you start reading back, if you start getting back into it, Ooh, and then become, it'll, it'll hook you in. I'm yeah, and then, but I'll this. have the rest of it ahead of me. When not like the have rest of I jerks. guided you the wrong way? And I'm going to say this right now, magicians. magicians. I don't need to be convinced that Saga's good. I know Saga's good. I just haven't read it. And like, I will say this. They did give a, a, a mislead. When a Saga ended. Yes, Saga ended with a huge character death. Um, Marco. Marco dies and it's like devastating and it ends and it ends with them then with uh, Brian K. Vaughn being like, by the way, we're going to take like a year or so. A year off. off. And we're going to pick it back up when she's an adult. Basically, they kind of hinted that we'll pick it back up when she's an adult. It's going to take place way in the future. That She's not an adult. She's still a little kid. It's a lie. She's 10. So it looks like it's probably about six years later. Yeah. Like maybe six, five, five, six years later. So it's not that much crazier different happening. Right, right. And so it did still feel like, oh, there's still a lot of the same things. It didn't feel like, oh my God, who's that character? That's her? Wait, that person's there? Everyone was still kind of on the same path. Like the status quo was still kind the of The status quo is still the same. Yes. Okay. And so basically... The Will, who's the guy that killed Marco, 
Yes. Um, he goes back to Marco's ex-girlfriend, the one who wanted him dead in the first place. And she's now kind of ruling um, that planet. And uh, so they're now together and it's like, okay, we're now going to go. Uh, we need to kill the daughter. We need to find the daughter and kill her. And he, then, the, and in this, they're also like, and we also need to take care of the, the robot, the, the ones with the screen heads. Planet. Yes. Yes. Um, and then meanwhile, the daughter Hazel and the mom has the daughter and then the Prince robot screen, Prince, Prince screen robot head. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> that little kid apparently after seeing both of his parents die he has stopped speaking he no longer speaks and just does images on his little oh screen. wow Aww. and uh Aww. and then hazel kind of is like you know has like she's kind of like his protector and she's just okay. like a total badass she knows how to do spells she's like pretty impressive but she has to always hide her wings because she can't let people know that she's both um, right. I forget the names of the two planets, but both her mom's genes and her dad's genes. Right, um, right. And, uh, and yeah, and then there's a few new cast of characters that I don't really know yet um, that we'll probably get more info on. And, yeah, it ends with a pirate ship trying to board their their ship, their tree ship. And so it was like, it just felt like, oh, they're back. They're back. Yay. Yay. That's fun. And I really want you to read it so I can like. I will. I will. No, we have to be able to talk. We have to be able to talk about it. So yes, I will read it. Because I will tell you this: there is a solitude of reading something that no one else reads. You can go online and watch like reviews of it. You can go in forums and talk to stuff, but it's not the same as like. It's lonely. It's lonely, and so I, I, you're the only fucking person I can talk to about this. I've recently one of the people that listens to this podcast. There's a fan. I finally. He was like, oh, send me some other stuff. I got him to watch some of these BLs that I watched, these Asian BLs. And it is the oh, first God. time I've ever been able to talk to someone else about oh, it. Because so- he's like, oh, oh, I watched it. I really like these. And I was like, oh, isn't this good? Isn't this good? And then it's like, oh, I don't ever get to do that because nobody yeah. watches it except for me. No, that's fair. And I think that's why a few people might listen to our show because we have the conversations that they wish they had. Exactly. Because that's if you're listening to the show, I bet it's because you have friends that are lame and don't read comic books. Right. Because they're straight. Listen, it's if hard you being don't gay read comic, and a comic books, book That reader. makes you straight. Wait, we're not done. <laughs> no, I'm just doing the opposite. Of <laughs> All right. So I have a book that I can't believe you're not reading. Well, I'm, but I might. What is so it? we are big fans of Something is Killing the Children. Yes. There is a spin-off book. Um, it's not written by James Tinian, but the story is by James Tinian, but it, it's scripted by someone else, by Tate Brombell. Um, but it is takes place in the world of uh, Something is Killing the Children. It's a book called House of Slaughter. I have read the first three issues. Now, is this a prequel? Is it is it taking place concurrently? It takes place somewhat concurrently, although there are flashbacks. So something is killing the children. The first arc was about Erica Slaughter and the house of slaughter, you know, and the monsters and the town. And then the second arc went into Erica's origin story. 
This book, House of Slaughter, focuses on a different character. Wait, is something killing the children still going on or has anything happened after that arc? Uh, I, I have to check back in. I haven't. Because I don't think up. there's been a new one. It's still I, I the flashback. Been... It's still the yeah. origin. Yeah. Um, House of Slaughter focuses on Aaron Slaughter. Do you remember when her kind of like rival friend, roommate, mentor guy showed up? And he was super bitchy. And then he died. And he, di- he died. He died getting attacked by those I monsters. I want him to be brought back to life. He's, they're making him such a cool character. It's like, he can't just die. So this book is about him. Is he alive? And no, it takes place before he leaves on that mission. And it shows flashbacks of his time at the school when Erica was new and like still pretty small. Yeah. It's about Aaron Slaughter, and this is the premise. So Aaron, he's not strong, he's not fast, as we found out when he died at the hands of those monsters. Um, and he gets made fun of a lot, so he's kind of a loner at the, at the house. Um, he is, it opens with him in a training exercise against these white mask girls, and they make him look like a fool, he makes them look like a fool, a rivalry ensues. Basically, Aaron's not having a good time at the school. Then Jessica Slaughter brings him the news that there's going to be a transfer student from the house of Boucher from New Orleans or the house of Butcher, as they call it. Yes, mama boots the house down. The house of Boucher. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so and he will be Aaron's new roommate. And Aaron's like the girl. They start fucking so already. Jace Butcher shows up and they fucking hate each other. Oh, they it's my favorite. And then they fuck. And then all of a sudden, Aaron starts to realize that Jace is very tortured. He's having nightmares and Aaron can't sleep. Oh my God, this is Tarn Type, my favorite BL. Long story short, girl, the first issue ends with the line because there will always be monsters and this one is mine, Jace. The last butcher, the first man I ever loved, and this is how I killed him. Oh no, he had to kill him. Yes, yeah, so they start off as enemies, they wind up as lovers, but then evidently this ends with Aaron having to kill oh, him. So it's like it's like Buffy season two with Angel. So, but here's you the deal. Girl, okay, I'm sorry. It. Here's the deal. I'm sorry. You cannot make a really cool character and have this much fun shit happening with them. And then it's like, and he's dead. No, he needs to come back. I'm sure this will lead to him coming back. I don't he know. Like, back. who knows what him and Jace did. But but one of the issues, like, very much ends with them getting naked in the woods after they've fought a monster. They just take their clothes off and start fucking. Yeah. All right. I can't wait to read it's that. It's 1,000% up your alley. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Did these two, and even all of my friends know, they were like, oh, you should watch the show. These two characters hate each other, and then they kiss. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> me, they hated each other. <laughs> it's so great. The way they, like, they hate each other so much. Like Aaron is showing him around the house, giving him a tour, and they're so mean to each other. You can just, you can just smell. The, I will tell you this. I love that. In books and in stories, don't like it in real life. You've met my yeah, no, real life's not yeah, sweetest people in the entire planet. Oh, it's the nicest. I, but I mistook that 
for love. Many, many times as a younger person, it took me a long time to realize like, oh, this person's mean. <laughs> it's just a fictional trope. It's not, yeah, they, it's just, and, yeah. Yeah, that part in the in the movie where they realize that they're an asshole and then become a good guy, that, that doesn't, doesn't happen. happen in real life. But I remember once I was, when I lived in Chicago, there was this guy and he was an asshole. He was like a friend of a friend and he was always just a dick and I didn't take his shit. And I was like, fuck off. And he's like, well, fuck you. And I'm like, all right, get away from us. And then one day, like, he he was just like, oh, you're going to this. Can you please just give me a fucking ride? And then I was like, all right, fine, get in the car. But I hated him. And then he was like, or we could just go back to my place. And I was like, what? Uh, and then I was like, we don't like each other. And he's like, we're flirting. And I'm like, oh my God, this whole time you telling me oh to God, fuck off happening. has been you flirting? No, it's actually been me not like, me doing it has been me not liking you. <laughs> and, then he, and then he got <laughs> like, really angry. Fuck anyway? He got really angry and then never saw Oh. Oh, see, it's just it's just a fictional trope. It doesn't happen in real life. Yeah. But when it happens in fiction, oh, so we good. eat it up. So good. Should we talk? Speaking about- of eating it up, should we talk about a TV show? I want to talk about another TV show, too, just to throw something else out. OK. Watching. Hit okay. it. Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Brett, I am watching a show that's on its like fourth season. And I have never been that much of a Star Wars person. But just my boyfriend was watching Star Trek Discovery. Oh. And he's like, this is actually really good. It has fucking Michelle Yao and Anthony Rapp and and the kid from My Life Goes On. And then the main character My so-called life. is this black woman whose brother is Spock. Like she was raised with Spock. A human oh. was raised with Spock. And I was like, yeah. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, this. And then it's Lucius Malfoy. The guy who plays Lucius Malfoy <gasps> is the captain. Really? And I was watching, and I watched like a couple episodes. I'm like, this is actually really fucking good. Aren't and they the bringing. Yeah, is really fucking Isn't Kate. Good. Isn't Kate Mulgrew being brought back into a Star Trek also? She could be. I'm so far behind. I'm only on like season two. And there's like, I think okay. three other seasons after this. So that could be possible. But um, that's really, I always heard good stuff about Discovery. But that's the, it, it definitely, it has Anthony Rapp. And why can't I think of the guy from My So-Called Life? What Wilson Cruz. Wilson Cruz. They're like, he's the doctor. Anthony Rapp is like the science guy. They're lovers. Um, in the second season, Tig Notaro comes. And so it's like Anthony Rapp. What? What? And Tig Notaro are on the like they're like in the engineering room and they're always fighting. Is and this Star Trek gay? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's like full on makeout sessions. Star Trek Discover gay? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and there's wow. interspecies sex scenes. There's like full uh, naked Klingon interspecies sex happening. But isn't this on like CBS's streaming platform? Yeah. So, but that's they say fuck. Like you, yeah. It's, it's on the streaming platform, so there's no no need. There's nothing that needs to be censored. I would say that's like, is it still CBS All Access? Because that, that's like, that's the bottom of the barrel in terms of the streaming platforms, right? Well, like they I lost. mean, for me, it's now on Prime. I'm watching it on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I will yeah. say the main character, her name's uh, Michael Phillips, a female. Named her Michael. name is Michael? Yes. A female named Michael? Yes. How queer is this show? Yes. And she 
is just really fucking captivating and really good. And she, because she was raised on um, Vulcan, she's very unemotional, but because she is human, like it bubbles up and like, she's just a very complex character. And I will just say like, if, and I will tell you this, the people that I'll say, this is another reason why it's good. The Trekkies don't like it. Ah, then we love it. Because it's doing more like overarching, like season long story arcs rather than like, I don't know if you watched the Orville. Have you watched the Orville? I have. Yeah, That was actually pretty fun. But the Orville is like each episode. It's very monster of the week. Exactly. And this show is like, no, you cannot just like, oh, let me watch this episode. You're like, nope, you will have no idea what's going on. Uh, when it comes to Star Wars and Star Trek, well, when it comes to Star Wars, I always like the stuff that the fans don't like. Ryan Johnson. My friend Jamie and I were just joking around that Stab 8 would probably be our favorite Stab movie because that's the one they say is directed by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Wait, did they say that in the movie was directed by Ryan Johnson? Yes. That is yes. so mean. That's so mean. <laughs> that's the other... Yeah, but honestly, I will tell you, my boyfriend... Was the is is what I don't know was the biggest Star Wars fan, and he loved the Ryan Johnson. Which one was that? The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah, he loved Last Jedi, and the way the fandom reacted to it, and then how the next yeah. two movie and now the next movies, the next one, the next one like destroyed it, and he hates it, that it movie. like apologized for he it. He yeah. hates all Star Wars now. Because of Girl, that. same. Same thing happened to me. It's like why I'm not watching Boba Fett. Like yeah. the whole yeah. after the whole left last Jedi thing, I was just so disgusted with all of it. It's like I, toxic like, fandom it. took it over and then and it's like it's lost in toxic fandom now. Yeah, no, that was brilliant. That's they said stab eight. Like everyone hated it, Ryan Johnson. That, <laughs> that I did not the guy hear that. Last Jedi. That they said insane. no, they said it was the guy that did knives out. They're like, Yeah, it was directed by the guy that did knives out. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, uh, watch Star Trek Discovery. No, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll read Saga. It's pretty fun. Instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> I walked by, I talked about this on the show. I was at Penn, I was near Penn Station and I walked by Wilson Cruz on the street and he is one of the hottest men I've ever seen in my life. I had to message him on Grinder once because I could recognize him, but he's topless and his body is out of control. It's insane. He was wearing a tight t-shirt when I walked by him. And I just was like, hey, just want to, ch-. I was like, I know I'm not your type, but I'm a big fan. And also your body is mesmerizing. And he just was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Oh. And then blocked me. No, I'm just kidding. And then blocked. <laughs> I mean, he did not want to sleep with me. <laughs> and then he never showed up again. It's weird. <laughs> um, But the other show I that just we had into. Oh yeah. What were you going to say? I, well, I just had a little bit of scruff drama because I, when I lived in Chicago, I came to New York and I slept with this guy while on a business trip and he just showed up. He's been showing up on my scruff and I was like, oh my God, what are the, this, this is a huge city. What are the odds that this guy keeps just like, he's like 250 feet away from me on like a typical morning. And then all of a sudden he wasn't showing up for a while. I was convinced that he rec- that he like recognized me and blocked me. But then, thank God, the other day he started showing up again. I was like, "Oh, well, what the, what the, how bad were you?" <laughs> no, it wasn't that I was. You. It wasn't that I was bad. It was that I was really drunk, and things got a little <clears throat> messy. Do you throw up on him when you sucked his dick? No, 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 no. I, no, I just, we had some dirty butt. 
um, uh, well, stuff going you know on. What? But that, that is which not happens, a but like I in my head, I was like, oh my god, it was because I was so dirty. All right, never mind. We can't talk about this. <laughs> but I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain. Um, let's talk about Peacemaker. Yes. Talk about dirty. This one, I'm surprised. I'm wondering if um, PETA is going to come out against this episode. Why? Because there's some violent... I know it's CGI. But there is some violent animal abuse in this. In is this what, Eagly? Eagly no, and the his, gorilla. his prey? Oh, the gorilla. <laughs> So long story short, our heroes take down a super gorilla with a chainsaw. I mean, it's it's a full on murder scene of a gorilla with a chainsaw. I was like, all right, I know this is CGI, but this feels really, this feels really (laughs) un-PC. But it does bring the team together. Or does it? Or does it? Do you, so one thing about the team dynamics on this show, are you sensing that Harcourt the blonde is she sweet on vigilante i she keeps giving him looks i thought she was giving looks but she's also giving looks to um peacemaker too well i think i feel like peacemaker's giving her looks i feel like she proactively stares at vigilante especially last episode where she picked him up from the prison and like she was just like he was like I think I made everything worse, and she gave him such a look, and then she did it again this episode. Yeah, she like kind of looks at him like kind of longingly. A I mean, bit. I'd be down to see them have sex. I mean, I would be looking at him longingly too. He had some of the greatest lines of this episode. Yeah. Um, he's fucking insane. And then poor, uh, what's um Amanda's Waller's daughter's name? Yeah. Um. A Deboye? Yeah. She she's not having she's really getting attached to Peacemaker. But and she, she had to frame him. She has to frame him. Um so she's very conflicted about that. And then to make matters worse, at the very end, she puts as soon as she put on as soon as she started oh, the to X-ray grab that helmet. helmet, I was like, uh oh. Oh yeah. And she's then I was like, I literally boss. was like, shut it's up, shut up, stop being loud about it. <laughs> yep. Because yep, I couldn't yep. tell of whether or not what's the guy's name who's secretly a butterfly. I forget his name. Yeah. Um, the, their leader. The head of the operation. But it's it's the strange thing of like why is he why is he not just murdered all of them? Why is he like sending them to destroy all yeah, of the food like, and the butterfly what, what thing? Do they, what do they need to? Yeah, he needs and them to do something. I have a feeling that he is a double agent butterfly. I think he's a butterfly that's like, no, I want us to kill all of them. Oh, go back to what Judo Master said. The butter, the butterfly aren't what you think. Exactly. I think he is. I don't. So I don't think he was the, actually going to kill her. I think. Do you he think just, it, like? Yeah, all the butterflies are. I was going to say, do you think all the butterflies are good? But probably not. It's not like a scroll thing. I bet you it's like I'm just here to take out the bad butterflies. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Ooh. But they sure know how to end on a cliffhanger. Yeah. This show. Well, she's going to be, because I don't, I think he's just probably wants to stop her from t- telling everybody else so he can like explain it all to her. Yeah. He's probably going to be like, no, 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 I'm not going to hurt you. I'm, I just want to explain. 
She's going to be like, you, scre- you screamed like an animal and ran at me. But where is Judo Master? Is he still just in the other room? He's still in the other room, I think, on the sofa, shackled to the sofa with oh a bullet God, through his, his chest. Okay. Oh, you just want to see Judo Master. I just, I actually just, I like his dynamic with Peacemaker. Oh, he's so great. Yeah. Why is your body so weird? <laughs> um, I think it's also because I like, I will say I wish Waller's daughter, to, I just want to call her Tasty. From, yeah, Tasty. We'll call her Tasty. Orange is the New Black. I wish she wasn't like a klutz when it came to combat. They keep saying she's got some sort of innate talent. But she's not. She's showing the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Like, I keep waiting for her to do some miraculous thing that she's really good at. And that has not happened yet. Yeah. Let's let's have that happen. It will. Because I'm thinking maybe she's doing that for her cover. Maybe. But I don't know. It's it's just so good. It's so good. It opens with a very loving scene between Peacemaker and his pet eagle, Eagly. It's so sweet. One of the best friendships on TV, Eagly and Peacemaker. I just read that the band um, that sings the theme song, their agent fired yeah. them two days before the episode, like the episode came out. Why? I guess they didn't really think anything of it. And now they're like, yeah, they fucked up. They're huge. Do you really want to do you really want to taste it? It says music by Clint Mansell. Clint Mansell was the lead singer of a band I used to listen to in the 80s called Pop Will Eat Itself. Oh, yeah. And he also he also composed the music to um, Requiem for a Dream. I know Pop Will Eat Itself. Yeah, I used to love Pop Will Eat Itself during that whole industrial phase of the late 80s, early 90s. Oh. Mid-90s. Well, I think we covered everything. We did. And then some. Yes. Oh, good lordy. Oh, good lordy, lordy. I, you know, I'm an avid RuPaul's Drag Race fan now. I feel like we can talk about that, too. Oh, I thought you didn't watch it. No, I do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much I can talk about it since I work there, but I don't work on the actual I know. show. I don't work on the actual show. So, But do you I, hear things of like who's well, going to win? Well, here's the deal. When I used to work in the office, I my editing bay, when I would walk out, it would be, all the producers would be watching and going through all the footage. So I knew mm-hmm. every queen, that, like all stars. A year beforehand, I would know everything. And I would yeah. hear all of them talking. Now I don't work. But now home. that you're remote. Now that I work from yeah. home, I don't get anything. But honestly, yeah. I did find when I would watch it, I like to watch it with friends. And knowing who went home, it was... Uh, it took the joy out of it. It took the joy out of it. So I actually try to not know. There are times where I have to work on things. Like they're just like last year for All Stars, it was like, okay, I need you to work on this piece for the finalists, for the four finalists. And I'm like, no, but I don't. Okay, I guess now I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that other sucks. times I had spoiled. to edit some like recap videos. So I watched all of UK before it aired because I had to like do the recap videos for it. Oh, no one cares about that one though. <laughs> UK season two was really good. 
Oh, really? UK season two, amazing. UK season three. What are they on now? Four? Uh, no, three. Three was just the last one. Three? But now they're about to start in a few weeks, UK versus the world. So oh. it's um, all queens from all the different countries battling. Oh. So that should be interesting. Do you watch All Stars or are you just watching Drag Race? No, I don't watch All Stars. I could though. It's on Prime, right? I'm or telling it's you on... right now, All Stars 6, amazing. Amazing. That's the new one. The new one. Watch Oh, it. I'll watch that. It's good. Yeah, it's we will. It's really, really good. Oh, the for thing sure. that's fun with All Stars is it's everybody at the top of their game. So, yes. Yes. Um, but I will say, uh, Drag Race, who's your, who are you rooting for? Um, Angeria. Angeria. That's too easy, though. Who else? Bes- She's like, I'm, oh, I'm Willow Pill. Willow. Right now, I'm, I'm Willow Pill, Angeria, and I like yeah, Willow some Pill. Cornbread and Bosco. I think Bosco is. Cornbread. Oh, cornbread's so mean to, what's her name? Jacqueline? Um, J- Jasmine Kennedy. Jasmine Kennedy. Uh, that's why Jacqueline Kennedy. Yeah. Jasmine Kennedy. He's so mean to him. I know he deserves it, but it's like a little, it's a little much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're setting it all up for some confrontation. I, we need drama somewhere. Right? We need oh, the drama. Such a bully. <laughs> She's such a bully. Anyway. Okay. That was, that was our gay minute. Mm-hmm. Your gay minute. But it's also a whole, everything we talk about is gay. Because I hate to That's break right. this to you guys. If you read comics, that is right. That makes you queer. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Bye.